guys. <laughs> this is really loud, and I apologize. Um, hola, guys. This is your uh, host of the Painter Files podcast, Jar Blick. Uh, we're on episode 89, and I'm feeling good. Someone say I'm feeling fine, but it's, I'm feeling good. It's so hot today. It's ridiculous. It's like in the 90s. It's close to like 100 degrees. I don't care for this weather. Even being like a person of the Caribbean and Latin America, like it's this is fucking hot. It's hot. It's humid. It's awful. I don't like it. Um, but I am making a bunch of artwork, so this is gonna be really interesting. Actually, I'm working on like this giant piece that I'm doing, you know, about the kids in cages because it's me and that's what I do. I don't mean to be political, but I I don't feel bad being being it if I need to. I think that's kind of the key thing. Like I, I'm not a person who chases after causes, but if I see a cause that's worth fighting for, I will I will fight tooth and nail for it. And you know, I think the kids in cages is unacceptable, so so unacceptable. Uh, in addition to that, I have big news on on a mural that I've been asked to do on uh, two murals technically. Uh, so well, three. <laughs> three murals uh, it's a busy time but um yeah I'll, I'll tell you about it all in the episode thank you for listening and uh it's gonna be great insane moment that just dawned on me our next episode is gonna be episode 90 Holy shit. That's fucking crazy. Wow. giant plan in which I was going to talk about things, but as I come across this, this is just kind of going to be one of those rambling things I do as I walk back upstairs. I've been noticing recently with some of the stuff that's been going on in my life that a lot of us are just really tired. (laughs) I mean, I've been taking all my vitamins and doing relative exercise, but I'm just a little tired. I think it's going to be an interesting week. Got a lot of big plans. Trying to work with a bunch of artists to do some cool things. And, surprise, surprise, I got that mural I was talking about. Don't have all the details yet, but I got it. talk about cancel culture (laughs) because uh the last time i talked about it we actually had a lot of discussions about it with a bunch of different people and uh yeah so let's talk about it 
to my understanding, via my research that I've done, to add to what I said previously, a lot of people of power are being punished by people who don't really have any in large groups for misgivings, racist behavior, xenophobic behavior, sexist behavior, all the all the horrible isms and and exes of things. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm for it. I'm just gonna stay for it. I'm not against the idea. I think the funny thing about the whole idea of cancel culture was it was originally come up. It was originally originated by teenagers that were saying it about things online. And slowly, like, the media jumped onto it, and then other groups have kind of associated themselves with it when things would happen. I think the weirdest thing that I've run across is that a lot of people who have been, who've been kind of punished for their kind of behavior via the public have deemed themselves being canceled. And thus, they, they say that they're a part of cancel culture. Even though it's literally like... The guy from Pop, the owner of Papa John's decided to say something racist and then there was a huge backlash on Papa John's and like, oh, cancel culture. And it's like, you don't really get to do that, though. I don't understand why people don't understand that, like, these things are things that are not acceptable. Like, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to just say all this fucked up shit all the time and be super racist, like Trump not, not not renting to people of color. These people can't drive. Trump not renting to people of color and being sued in a class action lawsuit. Like, that's not cancel culture. That's literally like, you broke the law and you got caught doing it. Or, you didn't you didn't get caught, but you definitely broke the law, but there wasn't enough evidence to prove it. And we do this all the time with, like, civil cases and so on and so forth. So, it's just... It's interesting to see... I understand where everyone's coming from, where they're worried about it. It's like, oh, you could make a tiny mistake and then you could be canceled. But you could, like, misspeak. But it's like, mm, what do you consider misspeaking, though? <sighs> Alright, short version of this is... My cousin, who is a third cousin of mine is Nick Cannon and he foolishly and with no real provocation decided to go on an anti-semitic rant on the internet he's famous I'm not obviously I don't agree with anything he said but I just want to put this out so that people know it's not right and if you'd like to know what he said uh, by all means, Google. I'm not going to repeat it. It was anti-Semitic and it's foolish. It's untrue. And I apologize to anyone. My very stupid, distant cousin offended. Honesty. Heavy shit, right? Alright. So, back to the actual podcast. <laughs> I remember this time in art school where it was the first time I made friends. It was uh, in, in college. It was a really rough summer. I had 
spent most of it just very alone. I had, I don't know that I alienated a bunch of people or we outgrew each other or whatever, but had a group of friends by the middle of the summer, had no group of friends. And so I was just kind of by myself. And it was super difficult. And it was uh, going to college, started a community college, um, was a intimidating but really rewarding first day. I sat in the quad, I went to my first art class, I made friends with a bunch of artists who I stayed friends with for about 10 years. And then I guess we outgrew each other also. But uh, I remember it clear as day. These nerdy little kind of <laughs> weirder, slightly older people all befriended me. And they knew a lot more about art than I did. And they had this style and I didn't take it very seriously. I remember that. So much so that my professors did not like me. And I remember after the first day, I felt super bummed out. And I went to go see my old high school art teacher. And I remember she gave me this hilarious advice where I went, I just felt like you guys just gave me such like freedom to do stuff and there's just no freedom in this. And she's like, I didn't give you freedom. I gave you assignments. And then you just kind of did what we told you to do. I don't know why you thought this was more free. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just thought like it was more fun. And she's like, it's not all fun. And I was like, she's like, what are you going to art school for anyways? And I was like, I want to be a teacher. And she's like, ugh, don't do that. I fucking hate this job. <laughs> I was in shock. I was like, oh my gosh, she cursed it. She cursed in front of me. We're, I'm just an adult now. This is so weird. But it was just this common conversation where I was trying to understand this thing that was now life and how to get there and make things and figure out what my favorite artist would be and not just contemplate being sad or I was a teenager trying to get laid or whatever <laughs> it was just it was reality it was heavy but a couple months went by and I started to get my footing and by the second semester I was really, I kind of hit the ground running. I started making projects and doing all this stuff. The biggest problem I had was they would give assignments where we had to go to the art store that day and buy a bunch of stuff. I had no money. I mean, like, no money. Like, I was scrounging for change to get gas to pay to park somewhere. Because although my college was paid for, nothing else was paid for. So... I was working at a bookstore and I was doing all these things and I don't know, man. It was just this, it was wild. And you know, drunken nights and craziness. We all got through it. I'd love to say it was lifelong bonds, but I, 
other than that, like, I'm fairly solitary. I have friends, obviously. My Tinas and my Nidorarus and my Maxes. But, uh... Yeah. I think art is this difficult thing because you try to... Make this this world of imaginary things around you. You make them into reality in front of people. It's colors and inks and paints, and it's a bit much sometimes. But we always have this. We figure it out. shampooed my hair, conditioned it, did the whole nine. Just feels good. Just feels nice. Looking at it in the mirror like, hey, nice hair. (laughs) It's silly, but it's just, you gotta do little things for yourself. Everything is so easy to do something just kinda big and and wild and expensive and like it's it's not really necessary like you can just just kind of be be in the moment be in the present do something nice for yourself make yourself a sandwich (laughs) ramen's always nice hang out with your with your big boy cat (laughs) these are all very specific things to me I think the pursuance of not having an idle mind oftentimes drives people insane. They think that if they go all out, all the time, 24-7, then that'll be more than enough and that they will suddenly find themselves in this very kind of... That's the bend down grunt, for the record. Um, in this very kind of perfect place. And, like, it's not always about that. Sometimes it's just about just being, you know? You get what I mean. Hi, time. So the cats are doing well. So that you have the check-in. <laughs> the cats are doing really well. Tom is terrified of people. Uh, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law came by and he hid in the back room because <laughs> he hasn't seen anyone in months. So he's, I think he hasn't seen anyone since January, maybe. So he's, he's a little jumpy, but he's okay. Mochi could give zero fucks about all things. Maul, the little old dog, is doing okay. I mean, she's old. She's got a little bit of liver issues because she's just gotten older as time has gone by. She's got a supplement she takes in the morning, and then it's like a little blue pill. And so when I wake up in the morning, we go for walks, and we come back, she drinks some water, and then I give her the pill, and then an hour later, she can eat breakfast, which she does and doesn't do sometimes, or she picks at it throughout the whole day. So by the time dinner comes around, she's got like a quarter of a bowl left 
and then we just kind of add more food onto it, and then she chows down in the middle of the night, because then she's actually hungry, because she's older, you know? Like, what's the point of growing old if you can't decide the little simple things? She really just wants chicken, which, I gotta be honest, I don't like touching chicken, but it's my girl, so I'ma do it. It's just funny. I remember getting this dog when I was in a very dark spot in my life. And she forced me to kind of get up in the morning and do stuff and talk and just be. Like it was, it was, it was a, it was just a really dark, dark place. Like my TV was stolen. Uh, A bunch of paintings had been destroyed by outside forces and I was you know just kind of alone in my place for a couple years by myself because that's how alone works Um, (laughs) and my mom brought me this dog she was like this is Penny and I was like gotta change that name immediately Um, and I can't I named her Mocha which is uh which is my heart. Um, and she's kind of been my little tip, tap dance and shadow ever since. It's, it's such a funny little world to just to grow as a person alongside a tiny little mammal that just wants to hang out with you. It gave me a bit of purpose. And my plan is to give her a good life as long as I can. Or as long as she wishes to be alive. It's simple, but it it works really well. And she's 15, man. Jeez. Dogs like her typically live to be about 20. So I'm thinking she's probably going to be like 35. (laughs) Every time she coughs or sneezes, I'll go, you okay? And she'll look at me like, get away from me. And then she'll go, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. Um, yeah. I mean, that's life in a nutshell. Uh, let me see, what else is going on? Um, I was contacted by the city finally about the murals. They do want to do them with me. Uh, there is no paperwork as of yet. There is no finite stuff. But I talked to the representative, and they said they definitely want to do it. And they've been thinking about it since January. And so I'm excited, you know, it's a, it's a good, beautiful thing. (laughs) I know it sounds silly to say it that way, but it's just, it's an exciting time to just go forth and do things. So hopefully that will transpire into that. Uh, I have a couple artists in mind I want to bring along with me. I want to give them opportunities to be a part of this stuff to make art and to go forward and do even more amazing things because they're great artists and great artists oftentimes don't necessarily get a lot of opportunities in art. Um, They have to make a lot of opportunities. They're not given. And, you know, I'm almost 40 and it took me this long to get here. And some of these people are in their 20s and if I can help them get to where I am faster so that they can be better and 
reach more people with their amazing artwork, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm super excited about it. <laughs> I know I don't sound like it. I sound very stoic and thought through, but I'm just trying to think while I'm saying this about how big and amazing it will be to do a big civil rights mural in Silver Spring, Maryland. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, it's funny, because I remember I told someone about it, and they were like, I hope it pays well. And I was like, I mean, I, I, mean I, I would like that also, but that's not the only reason you do a huge mural like that. Like, you're etched in stone in American history for doing something like that. These are, these are big deals. Sometimes it's not an exposure thing. Sometimes it's literally like you are a part of history. Not a part of your own history. Not just, well, you are a part of your own history, but not just a part of your own history. You're a part of history for people, for possibly millions of people. That's incredible. I'm just excited. <laughs> I've been excited and wanting to tell you about this for a while. And then I got another mural that's actually waiting for me in the fall. Uh, I'm painting the side of a barn. <laughs> a barn, yes. I didn't realize I was still living in the country, but apparently I am. Um, yeah, but that's going to be really cool. They want a French cafe. Oh, not a French cafe. They want a DC cafe, which I'm not exactly sure what a DC cafe looks like. Um, what their version of what they think that looks like, but I'll come up with something and figure it out. I talked to my friend, MJ, who does murals in LA and Oakland and Portland, Oregon, and she told me what paint she uses. So that gives me kind of a lot of, it's a little, it's like a Sherman Williams. It's a little expensive, but like, I'm gonna budget that into my quote so that I, one, have all this paint, and then two, um, it'll be great, you know? It'll be great to just have all that stuff going. So, I'm really excited, though. I'm really excited. And I love just interacting with fans. Like, it's just cool. I keep running into people who are, like, really big and excited about all this stuff, and, like, <laughs> I'm reaching people. Holy shit. So that's the end of the episode. This is uh, episode 89 of the Painter Files podcast. Next episode is going to be 90 for those who haven't learned counting. Um, <laughs> that's going to be really cool. 90 episodes. Wow. I don't know that I've ever done this much of something. That I've ever just stuck on a series of something so particular. I'm excited to see where this grows. I'm excited that you've been here for most, if not all, of this journey. I love you, Galeras. Uh, thank you for all your support. I hope you're doing well. Please wear your masks. Please be careful. Uh, I put out a new YouTube video on my YouTube channel. Just look me up, uh, Joara Blake, J-A-W-A-R-A -A space B-L-A-K-E. Uh, also known as the Painter Files, um, not the Painter Files podcast, which you're listening to. Um, yeah, just, uh, share, please, anyone and everyone. 
uh, comment, and have a great week. I'll see you in about two. All right. Ciao. Peter out.